0: The Auburn Tigers are the favorite to add this very, very underrated three-star receiver. Freezing
1: temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer
0: to the coast. Yes. You are locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked on Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked on Auburn your first listen every single day. The everydayers know them, Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five, celebrating this Charlie Tuesday. And we're talking Cruden, your favorite thing, Charlie Five. There's three guys that I really, really like that I think will be added to this class soon, and I think we should be excited about it regardless of what their ranking is. And also, we kind of asked the question, is there some things we should be concerned about on the recruiting trail? We'll discuss all that on today's lockdown Auburn. Charlie Five, I spent the better part of an hour and a half watching Bryce Kane, the three-star wide receiver from Baker High School down in Mobile. Um, his tape, every bit of clipped up stuff that I could possibly find on Bryce Kane, I watched it. And man, I just could not get enough of this kid.
1: Did you breathe heavy while you're watching it? Because if I I did
0: I don't know if I breathed at all, if I'm being honest with you.
1: <laughs> no, I think I counted like there was like uh nine or ten touchdowns and a punt return touchdown, like all in his film. Now, it's uh it's a it's a fun one to go watch. Baker High School, which so you you don't have to worry about is he playing small school against small competition? No, it's a big, it's a big high school in mobile. It's a mobile kid. Yeah. You like mobile kids. Uh I, I, I really, really like this kid a lot.
0: Yeah. And I think he really likes Auburn. I was texting with him yesterday morning after I watched his tape and I'm like, you can't you drop that like that. Just, uh, just. I can't, I just did it. No, I'm texting with this kid and it's like, your tape's really good. I'm going to write a story on you. You know, and I asked him a few questions, but you know, it's down to Auburn and Ole Miss, but he really, really likes you freeze. And he really, 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 really likes Marcus Davis And a few things, and and I didn't ask the questions in this direction, but he talked about development and all of his answers. And I'm like, I'm not asking about that, but that's interesting that that's important to you. And that's something that they pitched to him because all, all the tape I could find from him in his junior year at Baker last year, he was an outside guy. So I'm like, are they pitching you to play the slot? Because at the camp over the weekend, he was kind of doing a lot of the slot stuff. You know, Christian Clemente put up a lot of videos on Twitter. He did a great job covering that event, but I'm like, so are, are they pitching you to be a slot guy? And he said, yes. And they think they can develop me to get to the next level as an explosive speedy slot guy. And I'm like, put that in an IV and inject it in my veins right now.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And it is, and he's a 5'11 slot guy. So, not like a 5'8, 5'9 guy. Right. I mean, he's still a bigger, a bigger slot guy. But look, I talked to a bunch of folks that were, were at the camp, mm-hmm. knew about the camp, talked about the camp. This was the best wide receiver at the camp. That included Cam Coleman. They said, hands down, he never dropped a pass. He never, he, nobody could cover him. Walker White, there's some videos of him throwing dimes. Uh, Dimes Apparently Walker surprised. white just followed him around all day. And is like, just wouldn't let it. Yeah. Yep. wouldn't let him out of his sight. Right. Uh, yep. I, I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm not a hundred percent sure that like going into that camp, he had a solidified offer, but I was told like w- once he showed out, he was like, we got to lock this kid up. So mm-hmm. there they put, they pushed hard, uh, can we can we talk about the balcony the balcony
0: thing yet? The is, balcony is crew, yeah, yeah. Break down what the balcony crew is for folks.
1: Yeah, basically, I, I I didn't notice this when I went to practice, but apparently there's this balcony that overlooks. this a <laughs> part of the football facility that overlooks the practice facility, right? And uh, like every so often, you'd see you'd see Hugh take a kid up to the balcony, like uh, overlooking, and 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 if if you if I, apparently that's how you close deals up on the balcony, so. Cool. So if you if you make it to the balcony, you're serious. We're, we like you. We like you right. a lot. And Bryce Kane spent a lot of time on the balcony, from what I, <laughs> what I understand. Yeah, it's like
0: he got all of Auburn's top targets that were there to hang out with each other, just them and Walker and uh, and, and you. Hugh, and just chopping it up. And um, some of the recruiting writers that were there were kind of live tweeting it or like live posting about it on the message board, and it's like, oh, it looks like you know Hugh's having a, a deep conversation with so and so at this point. Up, he's pivoted. He's talking to these two guys now. And so I think it's a great strategy, you know, kind of put all the guys that you think is really important together and, you know, right, go ahead, go ahead and get the idea of them playing with each other kind of in their mind. I, I think it's a great sales tactic. Ha, has it worked yet? We'll see if it does.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'm fr- I'm fired up about the balcony, this whole balcony deal, balcony watch and, yeah. and just see, seeing who, who gets taken up there. Cause that, that's how we know. Yeah.
0: It's serious business. Time. Oh, we went up to Hughes Balcony. Okay, let's see what happens. Yeah, something something else about Bryce Kane, though, before before we fully move away from him, because I, I think he's going to pick Auburn over Ole Miss. That should happen in the coming days. That'll be exciting to see. Um, And, in fact, on three, he's adjusted their, predi- uh, like their prediction machine, I think it's what they call it, to like 99% Auburn, 1% Ole Miss. So right. that's good. I don't know. I mean, there's other reasons why that's appealing. But yeah, I mean, that that's exciting for sure. Um, but one thing I love about Bryce Kane's game is he's very fast, and his stats would be way better if the quarterback didn't underthrow him all the time. I mean, you have a guy sure. beat by five yards behind the defense. He's got a knack of getting behind the defense. And it's not just a speed thing. I mean, some of these receivers have a knack for getting behind you and torching you. And it's like, okay, there's five, ten yards of separation, which is awesome. That's what you want. But when he has the ball in his hands and he's kind of running through the middle of the field, he doesn't always fight to get to the outside. He'll cut inside. Mm, He's got that vision and the feel for what's happening around him that you can't really teach to some extent, right? I mean, he's got that natural knack of feeling what's happening around him. And I think it's a very, very underrated. There's a play... Um, where it's like an end around where he's lined up kind of where a tight end would be, but it's like a bunch type situation. And they motion him in, and he takes it on like an end around and he's running it up the middle. And I thought he was going to bounce it outside and he cut inside. And so like, you don't see that with a lot of kids that use their speed as their primary weapon. You don't see them cut back inside. And that really, really impressed me.
1: I like to see anything where you catch the ball beyond the line of scrimmage and then you're then you're making plays. Like you see a lot of high a lot of high school receivers rack up a ton of stats by either a catching deep balls or they'll yeah. catch screens behind the line of scrimmage and then make stuff happen. Like when you can catch a slant and then make two moves and house it, or you can take a little dig and you know make a little head fake pivot and then weave your way through. That's the kind of stuff I, I like to see. Or you know anything where you, you can catch a ball ten yards beyond the line of scrimmage and then house it. You're yeah, think, or, you're you're not thinking
0: about not stuff ahead. that doesn't necessarily pop up on where it's like you catch it six yards down the field, make two guys miss, and you house it for eighty yards. But where you move the chains on second and eight, like that mm. that that stuff doesn't yes. make it on the highlight tape because it's not as flashy. But that's what wins football games, right? Yes, and and, and uh, Bryce Kane can do that.
1: Absolutely, I, and and I just that's that's why I love watching his film, and I and I challenge everybody to go watch it because it is, it is a is a ton of fun. This kid's going to be an exciting player.
0: Uh, I'm with you. I'm with you. So we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he picks Auburn in the coming days. All right, two other guys on our radar that we think would be huge if Auburn added to their class in the coming days. We'll discuss that in just a moment, right here on. Locked on, Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at FanDuel. You can head over to fanDuel.com slash locked on now uh, because they're offering a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. Charlie Five, has anyone ever sweat at all while betting with FanDuel? It's impossible. It's impossible. Not possible. Yep, yeah, it's not possible because right now new customers can get a no sweat first bet up to $2,500. It's free money, Charlie Five. What do you have to lose? The answer is nothing. Oh, yeah. The answer is nothing. So head over to literally nothing. Um, We're recording as the NBA finals are going on. Maybe they continue on. Maybe that's your sort of thing. Obviously, Major League Baseball is happening. But really, I bet a lot of the listeners of this show, viewers of this show, are interested in the college football futures. You're starting to see a few lines for Auburn. Put a win total at seven. Angel's not quite there yet, but I have seen it at seven. Over the weekend, which is kind of closer to that's when it starts to get a little tough. If it's at seven and a half, it's where it gets a little tough to to bet. So we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But once again, head over to FanDuel.com slash locked on to get that no sweat first bet. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Charlie Five, another guy that I'm really impressed with. And it seems like Auburn will get soon. We hope DJ Barber Mm. linebacker from Clay Chalkville. Yes. Six foot, what 230-ish. And he's very athletic. He moves very, very well. He's not the biggest guy. He's six foot. It's really hard not to see Deshaun Davis when you watch this kid. I can see that. I can see that. Maybe and, and he may be
1: a little bit more athletic. Uh if I think he's quicker than Deshaun was if you think yeah. if if you can think about what that would be like. Mm-hmm. Uh, a guy that an Alabama kid who is got decent size. He's not very tall, but pot maybe have the same motor as a Deshaun Davis, but be a little bit quicker, a little bit more athletic. Um I really like him. And I and this Clay Chalkville is becoming a Clay Chalkville is is not typically putting out dudes. known not typically known to start putting out dudes, but they got three guys in this class who I mean I would be ecstatic if if we got all three. Um so I, I'm I'm um this this is a this is a good this would be a great great pickup for that for um uh, is it Josh Aldridge? Aldridge, the the linebacker coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he
0: tweeted out kind of a, a thing the other day like that looked like a smoke signal, but wasn't quite. Got to reel him
1: in. We got to reel him in. He 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 lets him out a little too quick. I'm not. I'm just gonna go ahead and say uh, it.
0: selfishly, I love it. I don't know if it's the best for strategy, but it's like, okay, yeah. I'll be excited for no reason on a Tuesday. That's cool. Whatever. Whatever. Yeah, then we have to wait three three weeks before. Yeah, happens. and it's <laughs> like, was that it? Was that what he tweeted about three weeks ago? I don't know. I don't
1: know. No, this would um, that'd be a big win for him early in state uh, with a great player. Composite four star. So if you look at all the different sites, yeah. he's a you know averages out to be a four star and um, somebody we really need. And he can make headways. If um, he was six two, he'd
0: be a four star everywhere. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. without a doubt. But he's really good at like engaging contact, like with a blocker. And then getting off of it after he diagnoses the play. Like he's really, really good at that. Very, very patient. Sometimes he has, he'll take a bad angle, especially if it's to the outside, but his athleticism allows him to fight back into the play. You can't do that when you're going up against SEC athletes. So I think that's something to watch, but that's, that's a very easily, I mean, you can coach that out of them in a heartbeat. So a lot to like, a lot to like about D'Angelo Barber or DJ Barber. Uh, I've seen it listed both places. I don't know which one he prefers. Do you? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know either. Uh, Then the last guy I want to discuss, Malik Blockton, which, wish he was an offensive lineman with the last name Blockton. Can we all agree on that? But That would be pretty sick. um, But primarily played a defensive end. You know, he he did some stuff where he scooted in a little bit, but he's primarily a defensive end um, for Pike Road. And
1: Another school that's starting to churn out yeah. studs.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't think he's the most disruptive player, but he doesn't get pushed off the line of scrimmage, which is encouraging. And he kind of he seems like a fundamental player. Like he always just kind of does his assignment and he excels. And then when he's in a situation where it's a one on one and he's rushing the passer, he wins. I mean, that's yeah. that, it's as simple as that.
1: I see this as like a Marcus Harris type guy. You know, six two play around maybe six two, six three, play around maybe like two ninety-ish. And That'd be you're grand. sort of you're sort of just a you're a steady, uh, steady defensive end that's not gonna have a bunch of flashy stats, but you're able to uh like stall at the point of uh at the point of attack and and be able to disrupt the disrupt offensive line and, and running lanes and then let linebackers make plays. So like this is a guy that's the, we need we need several of these dudes. We need several of these six three two seventy two eight yeah. two ninety type kids.
0: Well, and I recorded a show yesterday with Jason Jones. We'll put that segment up on the show later this week. but one of the things we talk about is like a lot of these dudes on the defensive line now are playing multiple positions. We didn't really see that over the last few years at Auburn but you know Jason could play that nose and that three technique. Marcus Harris, there was conversations. Is he a three-technique or a defensive end? Keldrick Falk, is he a jack or is he a defensive end? Messiah Nasili-Kite, I mean, he's a three-tech and he's a defensive end. I mean, all these guys are doing different things on the defensive front. And I think that's what Coach Jeremy Garrett, the defensive line coach, and Ron Roberts, and Hugh Freeze, I think that's what they want. And also, that's what the NFL wants. So you're, you're going you're gonna to raise your stock so the players are excited to do it. It makes you more available. I mean, how many times have we seen like one position group kind of get hurt where two guys go down? And all of a sudden, it's like, well, dang, who else could play that position? Right. This kind of helps you a little bit because um, you're building depth, even though you may not have as many dudes that you feel comfortable with. But all of a sudden, all of a sudden, if if so many guys can play multiple positions, I think that's something. And I think Blockton could have the size to play defensive end or scoot inside if you need him to.
1: Absolutely. He's got the frame. He's really, he's a really wide shouldered kid. So like He's he got could,
0: room to put weight on. He could
1: be 300. He could be a 300, uh,
0: you know, guy. I think he's plus. like 260 right now. And it's like, yeah. he, he needs to be bigger than that, but he will be by the time he's got another year of high school football. So he'll get there. Speaking of bigger, have we talked about Keldrick
1: Falk and how massive he is now? Oh have we, have we addressed have that? Oh has that been addressed? That a freak, or can it be addressed man. enough? That guy is a freak
0: man. Like,
1: the roster came out, you see they added a bunch of guys. They don't have numbers for everybody, but the latest roster came out and had updated height and weight and he's like what, 6'6, 280? He's
0: 280 now? Well, they weighed him he weighed at 270 in that All-American thing and I'm like, "Really? Like that's crazy." Yeah. Um I'm like they're not going to lie about his weight down there when they took it. So, that's awesome. Good for him. And Freak. he's moved so well. Like it's stupid yeah. how well he moves at that size. Oh yeah, and he's like 18, get out of here. <laughs> He's a child. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Hulking super team for sure. Dude, the three big freshmen in this class, and it's weird that we don't count Jeremiah Cobb in those, but like the Connor Lou, the Kane Lee, and the Keldrick Fox, like those guys could be special, dude. Those guys could be special. And we probably should put Jeremiah Cobb in those guys. I mean, all four of those dudes are going to be players for us for the next three years. Like, and I think we'll only have them all for three years, which is a shame. But hopefully that's long enough for Hugh to kind of get the recruiting classes flowing where you know, we can reload I hope all of year. our
1: high school guys are here three years. That means we got a bunch of ballers. So I'll hey. take it.
0: We'll figure it out. Let's go. Let's go. All right. You posed a question to me off air earlier today. The Is there a problem? Should we be concerned? Do we need to make some theories for things? We discuss in just a moment right here on Lockdown Auburn. I want to encourage you to join the Locked On Auburn Discord. It is free. All you have to do is click the link in the episode description down below. There's never any arguments, never any fights. It's always just love. We all love each other as Auburn people. So join. All you have to do is click that link in the episode description down below. Once again, it is free. And a very nice guy that everybody likes named Tyler will take care of you. No one ever argues with him or anything. It's great. There's a little bit of rough talking. We have some. We have some good old-fashioned rough talking sometimes. It gets pretty rowdy. Let's just be honest. It gets rowdy sometimes. Um, But Charlie Five, you posed a question like, okay, a lot of official visits, a lot of unofficial visits. Hugh Freeze is casting as wide of a net as you possibly can as far as, and, and his staff, it's not just him, it's his whole staff, like they're everywhere. Should the commits be coming in yet? And I've asked this question pretty much every week to Brian Smith, the Lockdown Recruiting Insider. He says, hold on, wait till the end of June. It's like all right, we've got a few weeks till that happens. Yeah, and that's still my stance on it, Charlie Five, because I think all three of these kids will be in the class by the end of the end of the month. We'll see. But what are your thoughts on it? I mean, are, are you concerned at all yet?
1: It's um, it's not really that I'm concerned. I'm 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 sort of confused because I, the people that I talked to about this weekend say that the camp the level of talent that was here this weekend and the organization and the hype and the excitement was like nothing that they've seen in, in many, many years. And I feel like we hear that so often, but yet the, 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 um the results are, are just dragging out so long. Right. And, and it's not, I'm, it's not so much that I'm worried, but I'm confused as to why that is like, is it, is it is she, Is this program? Is the program just like in a spot where Hugh is just going to have to have the results to to sort of sell it? Like you can only say so much, but like, are you going to have to show these right. uh, the Cam Coleman's that you can have a thousand yard receiver, or is is everybody? Waiting is—is—is is, is that's what—is are they just wanting to wait and see how things play out, or is it just literally a hey, let's get June out of the way, get a whole bunch of official visits because they're having just crazy amount of talent. I mean, like today's Tuesday, Cam Coleman's on campus, LJ McCray is on campus, mm-hmm. Daniel Calhoun's on campus, Jaden Lewis, all these big time guys. uh There's a big time DB from Parkview High School. His name escapes me that, that was here this past weekend. Like all these big time guys are here but they're not pulling the trigger. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what we said
0: a year ago, right? I mean,
1: it is, it's very, it's very, very similar to what we said
0: a a year ago. I think we certainly trust what's happening more. Like we trust the pitch more, right? Sure. Sure. Um, So I'm not worried yet. In fact, that thought didn't really cross my mind until you asked the question, if I'm being honest with you, but I do think there's going to be a lot of guys that Auburn's going to have to flip when it's all said and done, I mean, especially yeah. several of these Bama commits So they've been really, really courting throughout the whole process. Sure. Um, and that, because I, I, think, I, I think if you win eight games, all of a sudden it's like, Oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. They, they are telling me the truth. Like they're not telling right. me a bunch of crap. Like I, I can commit here. I can win here. I can go to the league here, but right. you know, you, and I don't know if I going to do that this season. Like I think they'll win seven. I don't feel good about eight. But it certainly could happen, and if they do, like all of a sudden, you you know, you either beat LSU or you beat Alabama or you know, you beat somebody you're quote unquote not supposed to, and then you know, maybe maybe you're able to get a flip or two, and which is what we saw a year ago when he didn't do any of that. Yeah, I
1: think there's going to be this one. There's going to be this one recruit who's going to be the catalyst, and I thought it would be Walker White, but I'm wondering if um, he's so far away, like in Arkansas and whatnot, that. Um, it's hard for him to connect all the way, you know, connect with some of the guys around, like around state of Alabama and Georgia. So I don't know who that kid is yet, but I feel like there's just one guy that if he just pulls the trigger, I I honestly feel like it could be, if it would, if Cam Coleman would pull the trigger and commit, I don't think it's going to happen. Well, all the
0: smoke over the last week has been FSU's trending for Cam Coleman, Auburn's slipping for Cam Coleman. Like, and like I don't know if that's panic or or what. Like I, I don't know if that's even real because Cam Coleman's been like remarkably quiet about his yeah. recruitment. And then it's like the people close to him are like, it'd be Auburn if he had to pick today. It's like, well, that's encouraging. That's great. But until like he does something, like I just don't know how much we can put stock into that.
1: And you know, it could always be it, it could always be that you're sort of setting things up to be a like run of commitments, so you have like this constant wave of of momentum. So you could see something like you know something like that. Like there could be an offensive lineman that pops this weekend on an o- official visit, and then wouldn't
0: you wouldn't you see wouldn't you have wanted to see something this past weekend? I think so. That's know, if that was and the I, case.
1: I really would at least one, you know, at least one, and then start rolling like one every. You know, every few days or every week or so. Um,
0: don't do it all at once, Hugh. Like it's a long summer. Don't do it, it all is. at once. We need some action. Let's, on the Let's summer. spread it out. A Little seasoning here and there, please. Thank you. I want to make one more point about the yeah, guys that, that that
1: are committing. So Bryce Kane, or I say we hope to commit soon. Bryce sure. Kane, uh, that kid's not going to be a three star for very long. When you take kids in June that are three stars or like low four stars, you yeah. don't worry. You don't worry because those are guys that the coach has singled out that the coach wants that the coach has evaluated and a lot of times you'll see dudes like that end up over the summer camp series like when you go do all these recruiting right uh, recruiting site camp the on 3 camps the rivals camps the underarmers camp all that stuff when you start doing that that's when you start 7 on 7s that's when you see recruiting uh, recruiting rankings starting to blow up so i wouldn't necessarily worry about uh, you know Hey, why are we only taking three stars or, you know, junk like that? Because when you take, when you take three stars early, more than likely they're not going to be three stars for very long, or there's somebody the coaches want really bad. And I trust I right now he's giving me no reason not to trust him. So I trust you yeah. and, with his evaluations.
0: Yeah. I mean, like when I was watching Bryce's stuff it's like, you're telling me there's 78 receivers better than him. Like, I don't believe you. I don't believe there,
1: you. There wasn't a single receiver better than him. And we had a five star on campus uh, on on this past weekend.
0: Yeah, I mean that. uh, I'm not buying it. I'm not buying all that. So, um, is it because he's not six foot? Is it because his stats were limited because his quarterback, you know, can't throw it? You know, uh, as far as you know, he can run. Like it's just, it's weird to me. Uh, It's just, I don't know. I I think watching dust,
1: folks. Though I know that.
0: uh, Yeah, no question. No question about it. So we'll see. And I've got a I've got a player comp that when we get them, I'll uh, I'll share what that is. So we'll see. Sure. We'll see. Charlie Five, how can people uh, give you some love and check out everything you've got going on? Absolutely. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie
1: underscore five. You can find me in the Locked on Auburn Discord, rough talking nearly every single day, uh, <laughs> or on Auburn Live, the corner message board, or weekly on the Dab Pod Golf Pod. Uh,
0: yeah. Be sure to tune in to Locked on Auburn this week. Got a text, and I think we've got a really solid guest um, all but confirmed um, to appear right. later this week that I think people will enjoy. I want to record it before I announce it, so we'll uh, we'll see, but <laughs> <laughs> I just don't want to get burned. But yeah, so be sure to st- uh, stay tuned for the show um, every day this week to see when that drops. Um, but follow me on socials at zblackerbell or be on my written work at AuburnDaily.com. And this has been Locked on Auburn.